0: Hello and welcome to Solar Power Europe's new podcast, Shine On Policycast, where we dive deep into the EU policy files relevant to solar and the energy transition. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to subscribe. I'm your host, Bethany Mabin, Head of Press and Policy Comms at Solar Power Europe. Today we're joined by Jan Ozenberg, our Policy Advisor on Rooftop Solar. On this episode, we discuss the recent vote by the e Committee, which is the European Parliament Committee on Industry, Research and Energy, where they laid a foundation to accelerate solar deployment on EU buildings. So hello, Jan.
1: Hi, Bethany.
0: So Thursday, the 9th of February, uh, the e Committee in the EP voted on the uh, European Performance of Buildings Directive. And that includes some specific impacts for the solar sector and the rooftop initiative. Um, so what was the results uh, of this vote and where do we stand now?
1: Um, yes, indeed. So the committee, which comprises of all uh, EU part- of all parties in the European Parliament, decided that certain buildings have to be equipped with solar panels in the future. Um, so they decided to focus on, on the low-hanging fruits, really, um, that is mostly uh, non-residential buildings, both new and existing buildings, uh, focusing on the commercial and industrial, and as well as on the public buildings. They also consider the residential buildings, but with a longer time frame. They leave more space for the residential buildings. So on top of that, they also simplified permitting procedures for um, all installations below 50 kilowatt. So if you want to uh, install a solar panel that's smaller than this threshold, you will only have to notify um, the regulator uh, in the future.
0: So you don't have to wait for them to approve it. You just have to let them know.
1: That's right, that's right. So um, there's one more thing that's important to mention is that there will be some, um, some space to maneuver for member states. Um, they will have space to define exemption criteria, for example, for uh, specific customers who might not be affluent enough to, uh, to invest, um, Also, but also for uh, heritage buildings, which in some European countries uh, and in some cities define a major part of the building stock. So um, there will be space for some exemptions. So if you
0: could take us a little bit through the, the kind of EU legislative process now. So the e Committee has voted in the, in the Parliament um, and that takes us a bit closer to the overall European Parliament position. So then we'll have a European Parliament position, a Commission position and a Council position. And then they'll get um, stuck into negotiations between the three. And then we'll have the final legislation so if we have the ep position uh, where does the council stand and uh, where are the commission coming from
1: mm-hmm. so the commission was the uh, the institution that first came up with this proposal they um, they um, proposed it as a reaction to the war in the ukraine uh, in last may um, and their proposal is basically a little bit less progressive than the european parliament once their uh, timelines are a little bit later, so um, the obligations would start one or two years later, and they focus even more on the commercial and industrial segment. Um, and then the European Council has agreed on their position, so to say, um, last year at the end of in December, um, and they take a quite significantly less, imp- less ambitious approach, meaning that timelines are shifted even further uh, down the road, so uh, talking here about the end of the century, um, and they focus uh, mostly on new and renovated non-residential buildings above a certain size threshold. So basically, less buildings which would be covered by the new law.
0: Okay, and just just in timelines. When you say end of century, you, do you mean the end of the decade, or are they being super ambitious? <laughs> <anonymous? laughs> <laughs>
1: no, of course, end of the decade. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so. So that's a a good state of play, um, as I understand it. So that's where the three institutions are kind of sitting. Um, What are the solar sector hoping for specifically when this is all said and done?
1: Yeah, so um, the solar sector has two main recommendations. First one is that the standard should enter into force as early as possible for new and renovated non-residential buildings. So um, every uh, C&I building that gets newly built or that undergoes a renovation, this is really a a standard that's already implemented in in many EU member states, in nine EU member states, um, and there's no reason to wait until 2027, 2028. This can all come in 2025. And the second key recommendation of Solar Power Europe is that All non-residential buildings, so commercial, industrial, public buildings, have to be equipped with solar within a certain time frame. So there should be a clear timeline with milestones until every European non-residential building has solar panels. And of course, the law should also propose the right measures for member states to, to take to make this possible. Um, all in all, this growth will have to be in line with a sustainable growth perspective for the solar industry uh, to make sure that we have a, a, a sustainable um, situation.
0: So we're really aiming for um, a lot of the low hanging fruit then, all of those big warehouse roofs and all those buildings with uh, just tons of roof space ready for, for solar um so the Etre committee voted on the the 9th of February. Um could you take us through maybe then the next kind of process steps of uh, the EPPD and uh when we can expect uh, a final solar standard?
1: Right. Um so after the Etre uh, vote it will be adopted hopefully by the European Parliament which will be uh, in mid March. Um we're not expecting any big opposition there um given that all um politicians from the parties have already agreed Um, and then the trialogues will start the trialogues is the negotiations between the three institutions they will start in q2 um, which could last until the end of the year so at the end of the year at the end of 2023 we should have the european institutions agreeing on a approach on an approach um and then we will have a timeline until it's actually implemented in the different EU member states, which could last for another one and a half, two years. Um, so the first measures could actually, we should actually be able to see the first measures uh, in 2025, 2026. Um, and at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the decade, um, the remaining measures should come into force.
0: Wow. So we'll already begin to see the impacts of this, hopefully within two to three years. Uh, yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> our, our solar rooftop future is just within reach. Um, yeah,
1: absolutely, there might be still one uh, one blocking stone on the way. Um, we already see that the new government in Italy um, is quite opposed to this uh, to this new law, mostly because of a uh, because of another article which is on uh, mandatory renovations of buildings. Um, and they could this could become a, a blocking point in the negotiations. Might cause some turbulence, um, and we hope we will pass them. Uh, easily.
0: It'll certainly keep things interesting as we go into trilogues then. But thanks very much, Jan, for uh, your insights today.
1: Uh, Thank you very much, Bethany.
0: Thanks for listening to Shine On Policycast. We love to hear your feedback, so do get in touch. Don't forget to follow us on social media and subscribe to catch the next edition of Shine On Policycast.